Welcome to Creative Place, the podcast for creative placemakers. I'm your host, Andrea Orlando. For this episode, we talk to a father-daughter team who are taking cultural tourism to the next level in South Dakota. Tiana and Warren Yellowhair run a tour business designed to give visitors an immersive experience of the culture, art, and history of the Lakota people. They've run their business called Tatanka Res Tours for five years, giving customized experiences that can cover anything from an explanation of tribal governance at the Pine Ridge Reservation to music and dance performances to a history lesson and prayer ceremony at a site that overlooks Wounded Knee. They've even had a mental health professional bring groups of clients who seek mental, physical, and spiritual healing. We interviewed the two outside on the campus of Tougaloo College in Mississippi, where we gathered as part of the 2019 Rural Generations Summit. You'll hear me call Warren by his nickname, Gus. You'll also hear the sound of wind a few times in the recording. So could one of you tell me about the genesis of this business? What what gave you the idea to start it? So it started out as a as an as an idea of a business plan competition and through high school and basically um they were giving a scholarship for that and so we talked about it amongst ourselves after he kind of learned the idea of of tour guiding and so we started throwing out ideas and then we i we came up with a business plan presented it to a panel of judges and then got the idea that we should bring it to life and that's kind of where it started realizing that we have a lot of cultural knowledge history language things like that on the reservation and decided that that's what we wanted to share with the world people who come in people visitors so I entered the business plan competition won with the competition and then the um, fund the people who sponsored the business plan competition actually um, gave us startup money to start our business and so having the expertise and the knowledge in the Lakota language, history, and culture really played a big part in wanting to open that doorway um, with visitors from all, all over the world. And how long ago was that? That was in 2011 when I started the business plan competition. It carried into the next year, the competition won, and then a year later we decided that we wanted to open. And so Gus, you must be so super proud. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Tiana has made a, done a lot in just a short time, being such a young lady, uh, graduating from high school a semester early, and then uh, pursuing her higher education um, atten- by attending the University of South Dakota in uh, Spearfish. And mm-hmm. so I was really, uh, <clears throat> really proud of her, and, and still am. You know, she still continues to make, you know, these leaps and bounds of. Success and that, and I'm just uh, really proud of how she has matured into uh, being a very responsive, uh, responsible young lady. So, in my language, you say "lila iomakpi." I'm very happy yeah. for her and, and the way the business is going. And how has it been going? How how often do you offer tours? Well, we extended. Um, we were doing seasonal. But we extended into um, the beginning in February, all the way up into October when it starts to get kind of colder. And so um, we've had groups co- that 
reserve a year a year in, in advance we have people who call the day of a tour and they want a tour um, because that's our that's our business throughout the summer and so um, we don't really have any other ob other obligations um, unless we're asked in ahead of time but a lot of the it's actually gone very well in the last we've been in business five years gone very well in the last three years and so it was really a struggle but realizing that advertisement is and networking is a really big thing and so that really boosted our our business you know the, the people that come in and the people that visit mm -hmm. <laughs> I think our, our business is really unique innovative in itself in that uh, the majority of our tours are revolve around history, culture, traditions and so based on that and um, you know because the, the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation is, is, is not a tour a tour site destination per se and so uh, with that then we've uh, really gone in depth in, in providing these unique um, you know, Beautiful. learning experiences for our guests. And so we have a lot of people coming down basically for that. To mm -hmm. learn the history, the culture, the music, the song, the language, the dance. And from the traditional uh, concept to the contemporary. And a lot of people ask, well, where do you think you're going with this? You know, well, the way you guys are going. So we say straight to the top, you know. Um, the reservation is, is, a, is a large reservation million acres plus and so many of the distance are far and in between the only really historical place that we have is of course Wounded Knee and Wounded Knee is not built up as, as a tour site destination it doesn't have the visitor centers or you know things like that that you would expect a historical place to, to have and so we share a lot of the, the our history you know there's a lot of histories a lot of books written about us as a, as a nation of people However, uh, very little um, of our own history, you know, being able to, to share that with visitors, I think is, is uh, you know, something that, you know, the visitors come to, come to want, wanting to find out, you know, for themselves firsthand. So I think that's what we, where we have the advantage of. And of course, we also go into the, uh, the, the sacred Black Hills, which we call the Gesapa in our language. And there are seven sacred sites here. Um, and we still utilize those sites today, and so a lot of people don't uh, know that. We've had a few, vi a few visitors that wanted to uh, take some trips to these sacred sites, and so it was, it was our pleasure to be able to share, you know, the ancient uh, his history and, you know, the value that our people still hold these sacred sites and, and utilize them today, collecting medicines and, you know, like that. So, suppose I called you and I said, I'm going, I'd like to be there for three days. And suppose I didn't know anything about the place. What would you tell me? Where would you want to take me first? Usually we start out um, with a, we'll do an introduction, formal introduction, who our grandparents and our parents are. Um, yeah. That being because so be we usually we're, we may be related to somebody I mean, through grandparents, grandparents, and grandparents. Yep. And so we introduce ourselves that way and also to remember our ancestors. Um, and then from there, um, we usually bring in presenters, um, artists, things like that to not only share, we only not only share our perspective, but theirs as well um, to promote them. Um, because a lot of it is based on the concept of Tiwahe or um, Tioshwa extended family. And so trying to help them not only grow 
themselves as an artist but as a person um, and so if you were to call then we would line up presenters um, to give you kind of a background on what they do what they present what performing arts um, if they're speakers things like that um, and then we have a few destinations there on reservation so the Pine Ridge Area Chamber of Commerce um, is a really big supporter of our business and what we do they steer a lot of business our way and so we usually take them there introduce them um, get to see the animals uh, that reside on the reservation everything that's in there um, and then we'll also do a uh, from there we would go to the Ogallala Lakota College campus the historical center and what that is is that's an audio visual of the events leading up to Wounded Knee the Wounded Knee massacre and you get to see um, here talk or see a video of the president of the college talk about our degrees what we offer um, the high the high rates of retention for our students and then from there we will take you to a small glimpse of Thunder Valley um, CDC Community Development Corporation and what they'll uh, what we'll talk about is what they're doing what their 15-year plan is what they're building um, organic chicken farming organic bee beehive housings, apartment complexes, financial literacy, financial literacy classes, immersed um, Lakota language, daycare. Um, and for, so from there, then we'll continue on to Wounded Knee. Um, Wounded Knee, we have an overlook that we'd like to do a ceremony um, just to honor the people that, you know, that, that lost their lives that day because th they didn't allow that in 1890. And so um, we'll honor songs um, because there's a lot of sadness there. But there's a lot, also a lot of happiness being able to pass on our history and what really happened at Wounded Knee. And a lot of people feel the day, the day of, they'll feel very, um, feel a lot of happiness. But when we get there, it's like, um, you know, it, it takes their breath away. They're, they're really shaken up by what happened, but they're also very happy to know that we're doing, we're making provisions to come back from what happened there. We're making um, advancements. And so, and from there, we usually end our tour there, depending on you as a client um, or visitor. If you wanted to see more, um, then we would offer more. But, um, and that, that in itself takes about four hours. Hmm. I think the, the introduction, when a, a visitor calls, we usually get the personal information from them you know, to see, uh, perhaps there's more than one person, maybe a group. And uh, so we'll, we'll get that information. We'll also get down information whether they're any of the groups are, are perhaps handicapped, you know, so um, the, the places that we take them are handicap accessible, so we'll, we'll get that information. We'll get the ages of our visitors. Typically, uh, a family will come down with some children, so we'll try to tailor those, those visits uh, to meet the, the needs of the children as well, with like storytelling, perhaps song and dance. Um, some people, crafts. arts and crafts. Uh, some of the visitors are interested in, in the uh, political system of the Pine Ridge, the, the governance um, from traditional uh, to contemporary to where we're at today. Um, a lot of our visitors are, are interested in in the, uh, the, the law, I guess, law justice enforcement, system. the justice system that we have, um, our health care. Some of them are interested in the treaties. Uh, we've got a visitor next week that's uh, interested in coming down and taking some photographs. Um, he's, uh, I, I believe, from somewhere out east, and uh, he, he wants to for us to set up uh, for him to be able to take pictures of families and, um, and be able to interview them. 
and so that he can go back and uh, start up a, a a way of providing assistance to to a lot of these uh, families and, and the situation. Because Pine Ridge Indian Reservation is has some really uh, because because of the history, uh, we have a lot of social ills there, um, and because of the intent that and that stems from the intense poverty conditions that are there, and so a lot of people will um, you know. I guess the, the, the idea of philanthropy, wanting to help out some, in some way, somehow. Um, a typical family uh, is usually living on a fixed income, receiving anywhere from 3000 to 4000 a month. So a lot of them will do arts and crafts to uh, supplement their income. And so we, as a, as a tour guide business, promote uh, arts and crafts. Uh, I also work with First People's Fund as a um, consultant teaching um, Native American art professional development and uh, teaching the business of art, you know, so that uh, what I do is I go, I, I'll go in a group and I'll talk about uh, pricing, packaging, marketing, the use of uh, technology to, to promote their art. So there, there are many things that, that we do as a tour guide service, you know, not only just working with visitors, but extending out into the community. Tiana, you said before that when you start addressing your guests, that you tell them who your grandparents are. How often does it happen that your guests are distantly related to you? So we've had a few, a few run-ins. It's not often, often, but also, um, or or they they they'll contact us and say, well, you know, we we went through. Um, documents or we found um, ledgers that say you know well, we, we um, one of our grandparents married into a Lakota family a long time ago and so there's still some relation there and um, and that's basically what we're about building that relation building that um, relationship that could span among you know generations my children my children's children um, and so hearing that um, we also understand um, that we have that uh, we have something in common, so we have like a, a common standing ground. Because um, we may never see them again, or we may we may you know we may come across them again in this world, in this life, or maybe in the next. But um, just understanding where we come from, we Carlton and uh, Carlton and Lori spoke about their their ancestors, who they came from, where their foundation stemmed from, and that's also the Lakota value, the Lakota thought and philosophy is that we wouldn't be here without their prayer. And so that's why, not only to understand relatives, but to honor them because we're carried off of those prayers. And so I think, you know, in some shape or form, we're all related. Every nationality that shares this Unchimaka, this Grandmother Earth. Yeah, just yeah. like what she's saying, that the, our Lakota thought philosophy, our worldview is, um, you know, from the, from the grandfathers and the grandmothers from way back um, say that we are from all from the two-legged, two-legged nation, meaning the, the human race. And so even though we might not be related uh, bio, biologically, that, that we are related in the sense that we are human. Yeah. And human two-legged people and, and uh, have some commonalities, you know, um, perhaps different views, but coming from that, you know, from stemming from that that idea yeah, so, yeah. so what um, at the end of a, a prayer and the Lakota people have always been a spiritual people um, and still are you know, a real close connection to not only Unchimaka which 
Tiana said, Grandmother Earth. Um, uh, we believe we have connections with these, the animal spirits as well. Um, and, and so through those teachings and, and those connections there, when we end the prayer, we say, Mitaku Oyase, which means all my relatives. That includes not only the two-legged, four-legged, but the winged ones as well. Everything, living thing that we share this beautiful world with is how we, how we, how our worldview is, you know, like that. So yeah, basically, when, when she's made that statement, then that's where that comes from. Do you have repeat, repeat guests, people who come back? Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah we've, we've worked with uh, several groups, um, and actually we were supposed to be meeting with a group that, um, that we've been working with for several years today. However, we've been training some, uh, 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 what do you call that? English, Apprentice. Apprentice. We've um, been training some apprentice to be able to, uh, you know, carry on when we're not, we're not available, you know, so. Yeah, we've definitely had some repeated guests. Yeah. They must like what we got, because they keep coming back, you know? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of the emails that we receive or the phone calls is, um, from our repeat guests is that they're really mind-blowing. They're really taken with what they what they received on it toward the Lakota man and um, female perspective. And so they're really um, tra training, blown away. <laughs> well, blown away, but training the apprentice. Um, we also give them that opportunity again, but a lot of them really want to meet back with us. And so we're kind of at a at a fault there, what, what do we do? You know, because we also want to promote um, job opportunities, but a lot of them um, are really taken by by the, the performance we give. And so we're trying to figure out how to, as a, maybe a tour guide workshop, to get that into motion for all of our tour guides. Yeah, that sounds like a, a challenge that a lot of small business people encounter yeah 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 to be able to, uh, customer service is one of our top priorities you know mm -hmm. how do you interact with people how do you keep it within that sacred perspective you know this this relationship that we're building with our our visitors you know it's yeah. not like they're just here for a short time but mm -hmm. they go away with a, a perhaps the best possible view that we can give them of our people from ancient times, traditional past, to to the contemporary, to, like I say, our dreams of the future. Yeah. So, Tiana, you were telling me that one of your guests is a psychiatrist. Can you tell me about that guest and the people that he brings? The, the man that we met um, initially was by, by chance. We were actually in the right place at the right time and so um, he was biking um, with like a pedal bike through through this through South Dakota or through the reservation and um, he asked do we do you know anybody that, that does tour guides and we were actually starting up around that time and so we decided um, okay well you know we, we have a lot to offer let, let's see if they're if they want to and so we did we started that relationship a year later, he came back and he emailed and said, I want to bring a group out. How do you feel about this? Um, I work with these people who 
currently, I mean, they, they're CEOs of foundations, foundations across the U U.S. Um, and then we also have some from Guatemala, kind of down into South, South America. And, they, and they're with him, and it's about a mental and a physical healing for these people. And so not only does he believe in the Midwestern technique of um, healing, but also the spiritual um, Lakota view of healing. And so he decided to mesh those together and say, let's do a, last year we did a two-week program with them um, and did a healing, a constant, um, almost like a workshop, but without the workshop um, objective it was to not only show them the spiritual healing but how can we put these two together so that it works it works together it um and it was actually very beneficial for these people these people really um enjoyed what what, what they got to take part in and they also had a very strong feelings at the end a lot of strong feelings about what they saw what they felt what they heard and what they seen i mean you know and just it, feeling that it radiated from them uh, as people and so he comes out every year um, we'll meet with him again next week and just um, like I said building that relationship so we're not related um, through you know genes or anything like that but um, he he terms us as um, his brother and my uncle you know because of that strong relationship bond that we built with him um, and he also provided us in a time of need uh, as a family um, some some um, guidance because uh, a few years ago we were really lost as a family and I reached out to him kind of urging from not wanting to but I felt like as a family we needed that and so he came out made a special trip to see us and just connections like that really um, last for a lifetime and he helped us when when helping hand when we needed it so I guess the, the, the bond there that was created uh, with our friend was the, um, the use of Western healing techniques, which you know, therapy that he uses with his clients, and also uh, combining our uh, traditional Lakota uh, healing ceremonies and uh, utilizing that for a person to achieve that, that balance you know, in their life that they had lost. Um, many people living in the Western world live, in, live a life of in a concrete jungle where, they're, where they uh, remove themselves from the, na the, the, the nature, the natural things of life. You know? so, um, so that's basically what, uh, what we did there, is to create that so that they can not only begin the healing part of, of their, we call it the Nagi, the spirit. And, uh, the Western world or Christianity calls it the soul, but through life somehow sometimes this becomes damaged uh, through whatever trauma or abuse, and so using using both techniques and uh, a person um, can achieve that balance and continue to move forward in life. You know, mm -hmm. and when a person it has that healing, then it begins to radiate outwards to other people. So they begin to reach out, and they, and they begin to want that. So that brings me to uh, a question. Um, what does that responsibility feel like to you, that for perhaps some of your guests, you might be the only Lakota people 
that they meet or at least have a conversation with yes. or a relationship that lasts for at least a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, what does that feel like? Well, like I said, it depends on the guests or, or the visitors themselves. You know? mm -hmm. That's why we, we have an introduction, uh, you know, telephone conversation with them to try to get uh, an, a feel for what, they, what their reason for coming to Pine Ridge. Mm -hmm. um, some, some people just want to learn about the history, the culture, uh, from a native perspective or from a Lakota perspective. Um, but then there are, are others, like, uh, like a good friend of ours, a psychologist, who want to go more in-depth. And that's where, by, by doing these introduction and uh, you know, questioning, that, uh, that we can get an idea what they're, you know, what they're, want, what they're looking for, you know, coming to uh, Lakota country. Because we're, we're in a very rural area, you know, so sometimes my, my, my question is, you know, you can go anywhere in the world, why come to Pine Ridge? <laughs> and so, but they have the reasons, you know, so, and, and by, uh, by, the, by the time, by the time, say for the ones that just come for the day, by the time uh, we leave, or they leave, then a lot of them say, well, you know, that was uh, such an experience that we've never thought that we were going to get that type of experience. And, and one guy just said, imagine me, my hair just going straight back. Like I'm just blown away, you know, and that's how he explained it. And uh, so, you know, for, for us, it's just telling our history and, and the truth and being, being able to share that. You know. Like I said, that's, that's our history. And the history, the history books doesn't, don't do us much justice, you know, the, the American history books. That's what I mean with, yeah. with my question is that you are presenting a history that perhaps can't be found anywhere else. That's right. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Experience, yeah. One thing that I wanted to elaborate on that he was talking about, and that's one of my, um, one of the things I talked to a lot of my instructors about in college is um, there are, we use so many um, texts that are written about our, our history, our culture, our ceremonies, our language by sometimes, our language is of course by Lakota speakers, but a lot of it is told through a non-native perspective. So I feel that in our business, not only us as tour guides and the owners, co-owners, but the presenters we bring in, I feel like as a whole, it's our responsibility to tell that narrative because we're the only ones that live that everyday life. We make that connection with that person, whereas they can buy a textbook from the local store and say, okay, well, we know all about you. Coming to the reservation, getting that experience, it's our, it's our responsibility to make sure that they understand that, okay, there's not many books out there that are written by Native people. There are some, but we don't, as a college, we don't actually use them in our, in our, in our teaching. And we really thought, a, a group of us students thought, well, we should, because we're Lakota people, and we should tell from a Lakota perspective. We should tell because we live this everyday life. We live this life. Some people live a life of spirituality. Some people live in the struggle. I mean, you know, where's that balance? And so with that, I feel like just that extra step would bring us back to it's everybody's responsibility as Lakota people, whether you live on the reservation or not, to tell that narrative wherever you go because that can stem. Networking, telling, even if you meet somebody, telling them a little about the history, they may carry that with them. 
and then it'll you know continue to cause a ripple effect okay he tells somebody else and so they know um so much about the ogallalas or the lakota people that they come to the reservation and so it's us our duty to carry that on and so that's why we talked about wanting to um do tour guide tour guide trainings because we feel that it's everybody's responsibility as lakota and so we hope that um we get to do that in the near future well, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of this conference to sit here and chat with me. It's a gift uh, not only to me, but to the listeners in the near future and the distant future mm. who will listen to this. And uh, I wish you much success. Thank you. Uh, I guess in closing, I, I would like to say in our Lakota language, upo, meaning come merrily, you know, and so we invite um, whoever listens to this podcast uh, to give us a call, you know, um, I'm sure you'll have our digits on there. I do, and what is um, your, the name of your business? What it's Tatanka Res Tours, okay, Tatanka meaning buffalo or buffalo bull, Res, shortened down for reservation, and of course tours for, you know, tour guide services. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, um, Pilamaye, which is the women's, because um, there's the men and the women's ling- um, ending for the language, um, thank you for um, giving us this opportunity. And um, also to any of the you know future visitors, um, you know, we're just as willing and we're, we hope that you come to learn about the Lakota people and also bring your, um, you know, your history about what, you know, who you are, because we share that. Um, that connection and bring it and bring it to the reservation so that we can we can hear it together as a group and um, thank you for this opportunity and you know and it's been a pleasure and I really like that you um, you know ask us questions about our business and hope you know it it goes further than it's gone now you know yeah Yeah. Yeah, so it's an opportunity for us to cross those cultural bridges with visitors to um, to share and history because we ask questions back as well so uh, from our visitors a lot of them are really generous in, in sharing you know some of that uh, some of that information so yeah Yushkin yeah. Upo come early thank you listening to Creative Place, produced by the National Consortium for Creative Placemaking. Visit us on social media at CP Communities and our website at cpcommunities.org. Bye for now.